Welcome back to episode 81 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast. My name is Mitch and I'm your host. And we're back again today with another one of our summer guest podcast where I got you, the listeners, to uh, come and chat all things draft with me. And in this episode, I'm pleased to be joined by Jack uh, coming to me from Hereford. Um, he's kind enough to take some time out of his very busy day to have a, a chat with me. I think this this is one of the longer conversations we had and it was a really great chat and slightly different to the ones that we've done already in that for Jack and his league, they have already done their draft. So we had quite a lot to sink our teeth into. Um, I was able to give my two cents on how I thought the team stacked up against each other. And, you know, it was quite fun, uh, particularly when it's not your own draft league, being able to uh, make some light fun of certain picks. Um, and also just to highlight areas where we think guys got some uh, some pretty good value. So um, I really enjoyed this chat. I'm Pretty sure you're all going to enjoy having listened to it as well. Um, I will say, as with the others, that this conversation took place on Tuesday, the 12th of July. So any uh, transfer talk and speculation is all accurate um, as of then. Um, the other thing I'll mention very quickly at the, at the start of the show, just before we get into that discussion, um, for any of you who are finding yourself back on the podcast for the first time um, since last season, you'll not have failed to notice that... Uh, we're under a new name and the site has had a full update now. So we're obviously under Draft FC. And uh, please head over to draftfc.co.uk to have a look at everything that we've been working on. Um, the other thing I will add um, just at the beginning as well, because Jack's draft has already been done, um, I will attach a link to uh, an image of his draft board in the show notes so that you can have a look at his, uh, at his draft as we go along. So let's get into it. So welcome to the third guest pod on the newly named Draft FC podcast. Um, I'm really pleased to be joined today by Jack, uh, tuning in all the way from Hereford. Um, I'll let Jack introduce himself in a minute, but I know from our preliminary chats, he's in a, a pretty serious 10-team uh, draft league. And I say team, not managers specifically there, um, as he'll mention later. Um, with lots of interesting uh, things to talk about, particularly the fact that they've already drafted. So we'll get into that, and I'll make sure that um, I'll post um, I'll post a link to their their draft board in the episode notes so that you can actually have a look um, at while you're listening along. Uh, but anyway, welcome, Jack. Uh, if you want to say hello, hi, Mitch. Or thanks for having me. First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> yeah. All that sort of good, good, good stuff. Um, yeah, not much more more to sort of really add from there so i'm in a 10 team league um in our we've been going for about five years or so well this is our sixth season mm-hmm. um and then so we've got teams so a couple of teams have a cup two managers just so we can try and keep about 10 teams so with commitments children um all that sort of thing um yeah that's that's really important for us from there yeah uh, what's i would say what's unique about our league is we're not a win or bust sort of league. The worst thing we can do is lose. So um, there's a little bit of a prize for first place, but the loser has to have a tattoo. So there, wow. is, there is jeopardy all the way through the season. And actually, the, the fight for not last is bigger than the fight for first. Okay, well, I guess we have to riff off that as you've said it now. So um, obvious question. What have we had so far tattooed? Have you had one? 
fortunately, touch a bit of wood, I've not had one. Okay. Um, so it has to involve the word Saka on it. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you watch what of the, course. the TV of course. show. Of Most people course. are in, in this yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not be able to be covered by £50 piece. So first first year it was Sacco in the um, font windings. And mm-hmm. then second year, I'm not quite sure how it's it's hidden in there some sort of mystic way as well. No one can really, really see this tattoo, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've had a couple of years where boys haven't, or really not ever going to tattoo, so they've had to do some sort of interesting challenges, ones like swim the Thames and usually sort of cycling to the draft wherever we are. So they're turning up to the draft, um, very sweaty, very sort mm-hmm. of rushed to go from there. Okay, fine. Blimey, yeah, that... that um... yeah. So don't lose much, that's rule number one. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. All right, interesting. So, yeah, so you've been going five years into your sixth, which is the same as us. So you've basically been there since the beginning, that uh, since FPL launched the, the draft game, basically. Yeah, it's, it's sort of when that launched, a lot of the guys were big fans of the league. A couple of sort of friendship groups came together. And I personally find sort of draft and, and FPL something which brings us together. The group chat is going all constantly, all year round. Mm-hmm. Abuse is, is, is flown. Rumours are, are put out there sort of misinformation all that good mm-hmm. sort of thing um and actually i think that's yeah it's one of one of the highlights of the whole thing really yeah well as i was chatting in uh, one of the other pods i'm a big fan of misinformation that's that's me all over it's key um but yeah i mean our whatsapp group um you know especially if, if you're engrossed with work for two or three hours can easily come back and and the the, the unread messages is in triple figures yeah yeah very very, very easily very very easy to, to get and that's yeah. sort of yeah. Very there and quick summaries when you get back in. All, all <laughs> yeah. So what is your what's your history then? How have you been getting on? You've obviously not lost, so you've been doing. I've not well. lost, which is good. One the one title um, back in twenty twenty one, and so I've come fourth, third, second, first, and then last year was a second. So after my upwards trajectory, I'm now on a on a firmly downwards one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just hopefully we can. Do okay. There's sort of three managers who are generally have not been out of the top five as well. And um, I think for the first couple of years, it was more luck than judgment. I think mm-hmm. I'm getting somewhere now, but I say that now and I'll be I'll be fighting off that tattoo come, come <laughs> May. So. Yeah, but but some clear patterns emerged with the, the, the rough league placements then, are there? Yeah, it, it does go up and down. The, so the first champion last year, a guy called Dave, he... It's the first person to win it and get the tattoo. So he's Shout done out to Dave. So yeah, he's um, inspiration. His baby was born in November, and then from from then on, he was incredible. I'm not sure. I'm not mm. sure how anyone who claims that having a child is detrimental, he proved that wrong. Well, big congrats to Dave for yeah, on all. Well, then. Yeah, yeah. So um, have to talk about your um, your draft day um, because obviously when you when you. Uh, sent me a message you showed me your wonderful uh, palette with all the arts and crafts and all the laminate they're all laminated weren't they there was a lot of time printing laminate. yeah all the all the player names laminated yeah um Absolutely. so everyone i guess can see that see and touch and feel the the draft board uh, and yeah, stick, yeah. stick the names up as you go in so, so how did and you said that was just the first year you've done it that way yeah so every other year we've sort of gone to gone to a city bit of a break somewhere and it's always like that one of the highlights of the year, meeting up together, getting together. And then that pinnacle moment, we're all silent in the corner of a pub, um, <laughs> yeah. just pressing buttons, no one talking to each other. Yeah. 
So my idea, I just wanted to get everybody together and have something we could physically focus on. Um, and as you say, touch it, look look at the players as well. Um, when I, as you said, my laminating skills, I put everyone's, all the position names in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not sure how you, if you'll draft using the app or, or how it does, but so there you've got the draft rank. So if you do yeah. panic and you don't know who to pick, there is yes. an automatic someone good there. Yeah. If you're going up to the boards and you don't know who you can pick, you could, <laughs> you could pick anyway. And you see, there's a couple, especially in the last round, one of the guys started panicking and asked me who Middlesbrough's um, keeper was. That's <laughs> let him know Middlesbrough weren't in the Prem uh, this year. <laughs> and he ended up picking what, Heaton, I think, which was mm-hmm. someone who Yes, Yeah, I think I did notice that one actually. I think that, yeah. Um, and so. You know, obviously you've done it there in person. So was it off completely offline? Was it no phones allowed or anything? Or yeah, so um, I said it. Well, I'm I'm a farmer, so we did it in one of our one of my sheds there. Um, so fortunately, I have the space to do that mm-hmm. to do it. Um, yeah, we, I encouraged everyone to bring pen, pens and paper and do it like that, and that's the way I did it. Just because actually ticking off players, it's easier than having it on a on a screenshot, which some people did do with their phones, but signal mm-hmm. was pretty poor in there. So <laughs> um, I've warned, warned everyone in advance, but yeah, people were in laptops, some people off screenshots and phones. And yeah, some people were a bit more bit more mm. prepared than others, which is yeah. always good to see. And on a technical note, I guess for those who are not sure how you could then do that, obviously I think it's worth pointing out that the, the simple way to then convert that onto the game is everyone then sets their watch list with their 15 players let the thing draft away and uh, you've just basically converted what you did offline to online. Yeah. So now we're, we're it's all fully loaded on the app and follow like the FBL. Uh, yes. Every, 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 well, most of the rules from now on follow, follow the app. Yeah. Mm. So obviously from uh, looking at the board, a couple of sort of tricks up your sleeve as well with how the draft went, you allowed trading and you also um, something that we're not averse to either, which is, allowing people to draft players who aren't necessarily in the game yet yeah so first on the trading there i'm um i'm a big fan of american football as well and watching the nfl so one of the Who, things who's your I team uh broncos is my broncos my okay. so i'm an eagles fan eagles fan mm. oh well you've had a bit more success little, more recently yeah more recently um so i love the way the uh, the actual nfl draft works in terms of players sort of for picks and and how valuable these picks are so I wanted to introduce something like that um, into the draft, and it, I thought the most likely would be would be a whole pick be traded, for example. So someone was picking sixth overall, trade all their picks for whoever's picking third overall, or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. because as in that's the position you want to be in. Yeah. Um, every no one was was keen for that. We sort of did a bit of an event to choose who was going to be the, um, the the draft order, but one of the guys decided to trade. Um, he was picking tenth overall, and someone else was pick- and picking first overall. So mm-hmm. he he sort of packaged together his tenth and eleventh pick for the person who's picking first overall, that number one pick, and his pick in the fourth round. So mm-hmm. that would be the um, the fortieth pick overall. So pick one and forty for eleven and ten. Yeah. Um, so so that means that uh, the guy in first was given Jesus, wasn't he? For so he. Yes, or was it the other way around. Well, it was th- those those picks were swapped before um, before any picking happened. Oh, so, I see. Fine. So 
Yeah, the guy in first ended up having the 10th, 11th pick, and then back around, he also had the 20th and 21st, mm-hmm. um, which he gave up. Well, well, to get that, to give it, he gave up the first first pick. So that was the only trade trade which happened in, in the mm-hmm. league. Okay, yeah. Um, and then the other one, as you say, was looking at sort of potential players. Obviously, we're a month out before the season started, so transfers are coming in thick and fast and rumours. Um so one, I wanted it that if people were going to, we knew they were almost going to be coming to be able to draft them there. Mm-hmm. And secondly, actually, to have a few punts. So my personal, I had a bit of a punt that on Neymar as my third forward. Thought, did stand out not, to me. Did stand out to me he's, when he's, I was looking at the list. Disgruntled at PSG, if not, um, well, forwards. Yeah, I like the first, top four forwards. We're going to bit of Kane, Haaland mm-hmm. in one bracket, then Jesus and I said Nunes. Mm-hmm. We're in a bracket below them. After those, I'm really down on forwards, mm-hmm. forwards this year as well. But then you get into that sort of bottom 20th, third forwards. I mean, there's a lot of people with a bit of upside. So my stress, I've got my third forward, someone completely off. And there's a couple on the waivers who I wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind taking. Yeah, yeah. So should we have a look at your um, at the tin foil, it, yeah. the tin foil conspiracy league draft board 2022? Um, so obviously I've had a little bit of time to have a look at this and no doubt you guys have interrogated this to the nth degree since uh, since you've drafted um, yeah. how do you want to do it should we look at sort of overall teams first or particular picks what are the things that have kind of stood out in the in the whatsapp group what, what would be so that if we look at sort of say the first couple of rounds mm-hmm. and I'd be really interested in sort of get your your opinion on um, you know who you thought's good value. So, mm. so the key to this is getting your your order for the first your top twenty picks or so. Getting that yes. sorted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. What's what's your sort of takeaways in terms of what who's had a shocker in there? Who's whose value mm. do you like? Yeah. So as I'm looking at the board, just to clarify, then first I know there was the swap, but am I reading it from top left? As, yeah, you would, so as you would read a book, basically. Kane was the number one pick, but yeah, he yeah. bore the team picking him temp, so we've placed him there. Buddy, so, buddy moves, yeah, the yeah. first round went Kane, Salah, Haaland, De Bruyne, Son, Mount. Yeah, Sterling. I feel that's where we need to pause, don't we? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> that, that, that is one that I've got written down here. Um, I mean, I'm not saying Mount's a bad player, um, but what are we talking? One, two, three, four. Sixth overall pick, I think, is um, that that's very high. I mean, one of the questions in my mind was: Is this guy a Chelsea fan? What what was the what was the rationale it, there? Not a Chelsea fan. He just he just had an absolute shocker. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, what. I think he panicked when it, when it came to it. Mm-hmm. He's, he said before the draft, we're having a chat. I can't remember the exact four players. He said, "I've got four. I want to be fourth. I've got four players in my mind who." Mm-hmm. who I would wouldn't quite mind, um, and one of those I think it was like Harland, Kane, Son, and or Salah, and one yeah. of them was Trent. Yeah, okay. Um, I thought I thought having Trent that high is, is a bit much, but uh, fair enough. And yeah, when he came, yeah. he came to sixth, and he said he wanted Trent, and I was like, oh, he's going to pick Trent here, isn't he? And <laughs> I personally wouldn't have gone for Trent there either. But and then he picked Mount from 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 nowhere. It Just was, came out, yeah. It came out. A couple of the boys took their shirt off, flying it round the head, running for any celebration <laughs> on how bad a pick that was. And yeah, I'll send this the podcast link to him as well. Yeah, and, um, you 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 knew you dropped the ball at there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was going through them all, I was trying to sort of give give the teams kind of 
school grade, you know, ABC. Yeah, and, yeah. Which, I mean, in the end, to be fair, I think I should say from from the off, I think nobody's team here is completely, you know, off the rails. I think every team, every one of these teams, there's enough there that you could build for a decent yeah, season. We've been doing this for five, five six years. Yeah. Yeah, um, everyone has played the game and knows. Yeah, you know, n- knows enough about it. Yeah, to, but to, to but if it. I had to pick someone for last, as it stands on paper, it's it's I think it's got to be that team. Mason, um, the Mason team. I yeah, I think a lot of people agree there as well. I mean, it's not just. I mean, Mount, you know, is bad. I think he did well to get to get Vardy and Watkins. Um, so, what's what's your opinion on Vardy this year? I I'm yeah. really worried about him. I think we have this, everyone has this conversation every year, don't they, about Jamie Vardy? Yeah, they do. Uh, and the, how old's he now? Thirty-four coming into the season. Yeah, he must be um, striker who relies on pace. Injuries are mounting up. Yeah, it's he was someone who I can't remember where I had him ranked, but I knew it was probably going to be lower than someone would have taken him before me. I didn't want to take that risk on him. Yeah. So yeah, as a first two picks, um, when say you know he could have. That could have been Sterling, Cancelo, Sterling, yes. Bowen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, there's a, there's cool. a lot. There's there's a lot of um, a lot of different combos that he could have ended up there if you look at the picks afterwards. Which mm-hmm. um, yeah, which you'd have been a lot more comfortable. I mean, going back to Vardy, I've got a bit of a weird relationship with Vardy. I've ended up with him uh, in. The, I ended up with him in last year's draft. I, I got Sterling and and Vardy sort of on the turn. Yeah. Um and uh I've I had him I can't remember if it was the year before or the year before that. So he's a bit of a you know, he's a bit of a regular for me. So I do have a, a bit of a soft spot for him. But but every year it is the same conversation. You you're thinking is surely he can't do it again. Um and he actually came up in the pod recorded on, on Monday and we were talking about the five subs rule coming in and whether that could actually be quite helpful for someone like Vardy who's also Lister aren't in Europe this year um, so apart from the Cups you know he should should be able to, to make a showing in most of the league games I think the fact that they've got two pretty capable backups for him as well means that if they are winning they can probably give him a rest for the last half you know 20 minutes 30 minutes yeah. um, and don't have to run him into the ground like they have done for the last few years Um so I'm sort of hovering, really. Um, okay, okay. So we pro- give Eman e- 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 some some reprieve. Actually. Yeah, I'm giving Vardy the benefit of the doubt until okay. he actively proves me wrong. But that you say that could be any minute. <laughs> could be <laughs> yeah. any minute. Either but I think, it. yeah. Uh, but I mean, looking down, any point. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I mean, looking down the bottom of his list, you know, I thought um, as well as that, I thought Gordon was a bit of a dodgy pick in the middle there. Um, I quite like the Kunate pick in, in the fourteenth round because I think that's that's a decent gamble to make in round fourteen that Kunate overtakes um, Joel Matip, um, so he could be onto a decent one there. So I don't mind his defenders, but but yeah, his uh, his midfielders that's a bit of a flimsy flimsy bunch there. Yeah, I, I quite like Alvarez as as a third forward. Yeah, so do I. So he's do the I. Fifth fifth in Man City's sort of front front five. So chance he could get get a bit of game time um, yeah and it sounds like it, that, that they could easily play him on one of the wider spots as well yeah, so, so yeah. And, and again with the five subs rule why not i think he probably could get some game time and, and then you just gamble that he makes a good showing and gets 
gets even more game time. So, yeah. as I said, all of the teams, none of them are beyond reprieve, but, um, you know, you really want your first pick to be just a nice, bankable 160, 70 points yeah, plus yeah, over the season. And, and for Mount to reach that, he's going to have to have, well, he's going to have to have the year of his life, really. And yeah, it's not not insurpassable, but it's, yeah, I, I think is that he could have got Mount Mount in that second round if oh yes yeah before that very especially easily. picking picking was that sixth and fifteenth he 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 probably would have been on the cards there mm. sort of on those sort of dependable I just want to get your opinion on Jota he's mm. the person and he was picked eighth in our league I mm. think that's a bit high with his rotation risk what's your thoughts there I don't think that's far off um, where I would have him um, okay. but. I think his value is slightly enhanced by the fact that they've made him a striker. And I think when you then yeah. put him into that pack, he he stands out a bit better than he does when you're comparing him to the mids like, well, the guys that are around him on your board, Sterling, Bruno Fernandes, Foden, Saka, Bowen. You know, I think in that crowd, he struggles to stand out. But I think, like you said, there's there's a massive cliff edge for for the strikers um this year and i think we're a bit tainted by how poor a lot of them did last year so it could be that we get a bit more of a you know we we get back to the norm a little bit but i think as a striker and just looking at liverpool's options i think um louis diaz is a great option because there isn't an obvious backup Mm. to him on on that well, I've, I think we're going to see Jota playing in those wide positions a bit more this year. I think we, I think he's going to be all over the place. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. I think obviously Salah's nailed on the right. We know um, that Jota can play as that that false nine. He can play out wide if he has to. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a bad pick, and he's combined it with Louis Diaz. Interestingly, yeah, I I really like Diaz in that first yeah. spot. I yeah. thought he. Great pick up there. Yeah, I think he's he's got. I think as as the combo, he's got pretty good value there. It's just whether there are weeks where he's frustrated by the fact that you know um, one of them starts and is subbed for the other, and neither of them yeah do anything. But that that's probably not going to happen happen very often. So no, I think yeah, as as a pairing there. In fact. If if Ronaldo stays, and that was my big comment mm. on on his team, and it's interesting how low actually um, Ronaldo went in your draft. I'm imagining there was a lot of talk, pre-draft talk on Ronaldo, which has scared a lot of you guys off. But um, which I and and if you're a betting man, it sounds like he is going to go. But if Ronaldo stays, he he has got a cracking team there. Yeah, I was interestingly on Ronaldo as well. Bear in mind, so this was this draft was made on Saturday the yeah. 9th of July. So since then, we've had sort of Ten Hag saying he's going nowhere. Um, if again, I would still be betting that he's not going to be playing for Manchester United next season. Um, but you've got the problem with him is where where is he going to go? Who has got the money and is and wants to take a 37 year old striker who's going to change the way in any team plays? Yeah, it, it's going to be that's you know who, who's stupid enough to do that? Probably only Manchester United, and he doesn't want to be there. So yeah, it's going to be a really interesting, interesting situation. There. Mm. No, I mean Ronaldo wants to he he wants to to still be in the game. He still wants to be playing in the Champions League. So I you know I can understand why he wants to leave. Um, but yeah, it's trying to find a decent Champions League club with the caliber that 
his ego would allow <laughs> to, yeah, you know, for um, him to wear their shirt. And yeah, it's just not I'm enough. With, you can I'm count on one hand. And with the money to pay him, which is, yeah, there's not, not a lot about there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when, when I did the draft rankings for, for the new site, you know, we put a, a disclaimer at the top, which is basically to say all of these rankings are not taking into account rumors and hearsay. And, you know, as it stands, Ronaldo is a Man United player. So we, you know, we put him in the first round. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we'll see. I think, you know, with, with Mitrovic and, and Jota, he's still got two pretty serviceable strikers there. Um, I like the rest of the team. Um, interesting that he's he's taken a couple of punts as well as Neil Eriksson and Jed Spence to to come in. Oh, yeah, and, and Sinestra as well, Sarah, actually. Mm. Eriksson, I think he was. It almost been confirmed. He's, I think so. And, and Sinestra has done now, isn't he? They, they, they were both transfers yeah. about done, and Jed. Spence I think Jed Spence is basically done. Yeah, yeah. yeah last round, so no, some some safer picks towards the end. Yeah. Uh, it's so it's guy called guy called um, James who's drafted that team. He um, he always has a, when we're looking at the draft. It always looks well. You've got a great team, but mm. come October, it's always a bit of a different. different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean but, he's got he's got all the building blocks there. He's got a couple. Mm. I mean, Cucurella could turn out to be, you know, if if Cucurella gets a move to City, I can see him getting getting some decent minutes there. Um, and then he's got Johnny and Cody's back in the Wolves fixtures early on. Yeah, two yeah. two decent like goalkeepers. So yeah, I mean, there's there's really not a lot to to dislike there, really. Um, I mean, other particular picks. The other bad one that stands out, and it could be my my Spurs bias coming in, is Enketia in the third round. I think everyone would would agree with you. On that. <laughs> is that another one that came up? He, he was, yeah, it was a bit of a jaw dropper. I I've not got him rated in my top thirty forwards. Um, obviously, that's with we've got some, you know, including our ratings with people like Neymar and stuff yes, like that. Yeah, so, yeah. But um, but he wasn't a draftable player for me, and when he's selected in the third round, uh, there were some eyebrows, more than eyebrows raised. I mean, when I look at some of the guys that went down in your 12th round, um, Che Adams, Timo Werner, um, Mbumo, if he was in that area, I, I, I you know, I'd say fine. Because you, yeah, you're sort of, you're, you're banking on, well, maybe Jesus doesn't do well or he gets injured and then you've straight away got the ready-made Arsenal backup number nine, which, which would be fair enough. I don't think you could really grumble against that. But it's such a shame, actually, because he got Son Cancelo... And then after that, he followed up with with Sancho, Ramsdale. He got Bamford. I mean, he, he did also draft Rafinha, which yeah, obviously uh, Nat saying there's now a bad pick, but even then, it was it yeah, was think, Barcelona was was the move. Yeah, I think if you were going to try and punt on Rafinha again, that needed to be a, a handful of rounds later because it was looking all but all but done that he was going to go there. But um, yeah, it's such a shame because I think his team could have been, I'm just working out where the snake goes. So the guys that went just after Enketi, obviously Ollie Watkins, better pick Coutinho, Kulisevsky, Tony, Reese James, Calvert-Lewin, any of those guys would have, would have made you, would have been a crack in opening three rounds. Precisely. Yeah. And it sort of goes back to showing the, those, the value of forwards as well, isn't it? It's after after those top four or five, that drop off was hard. So you find yourself reaching. So in, in Ketis is number one pick there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
And it, yeah, he's quite lucky in a way that he's ended up with with a couple of other strikers who who are starting strikers for their um, yeah. Yeah. respective clubs. Um, Kai Havertz is maybe a little high for me, but that's um, not I something th- I think everyone would agree with. Yeah, I saw your your tweet on that today. Um, <laughs> when well, I think what, what where do you rank? Like fortieth or something like that? Yeah, or? that's where I've got him. So he'd be he'd be like around below where he is now. Yeah, yours. forty. Yeah, forty. So fifth round, really, if, if he's in the forties, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. So I I quite like Kai again. It's back to your point on Jota. The fact that he's been classified as a forward mm. um, gives him a lot more value, and the, there are so so little forwards. I think he was my fifth forward um, to go into who's okay. Yeah, who's been drafted before him, Richarlison. As the minutes question where he fits in that front three, mm. Sun Kane mm-hmm. and Kuzeski, Antonio, again, getting a bit older, striker who relies on pace, a lot of rumours that West Ham are in for a, a second striker, mm. which as a club... Well, he, he didn't really show up the second half of, of the season, really, Antonio, Obviously, so, yeah. Turned up, started a, a, an absolute stormer as well. And then Vardy, we've talked about him. So Havertz, yeah, I... I can see him being a terrible pick, but I actually quite like him, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good player. For me, it's just where does he actually end up fitting in and how much yeah. game time does he get, depending on which, you know, whoever else, the, the infinite um, <laughs> bank of Chelsea <laughs> end up buying between now and, and, and transfer deadline day. You know, that, that's my only question for him. So if things sort of solidify a bit more over the coming weeks, I could... I could very easily, you know, tweak that and, and move him higher as things become a bit more, bit more certain for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, my other, so, go on. Okay, I've got a question for you there as well. Yeah. I find this it's quite an interesting. One. Where where do we rank those premium defenders? So, in this draft, Trent went eleventh, mm, mm-hmm. Robertson was that fourteenth, and Cancelo sixteenth. Um, I I have an absolute hatred of defenders in this game <laughs> and we can see I sort of my last four picks were defenders and I picked up Trippier in the seventh yeah um, yeah it's I think they're the most expendable position out there I if I've got more if I've got a defender for more than two weeks I think I'm doing something wrong <laughs> I like wavering them through and if I happen to bounce on anyone who's got some long-term value I would try and trade him to improve a midfield yeah. or a forward um, well, I, well, I mean, your draft clearly reflects your principles. So you're <laughs> you're a, you're a principled man there because yeah, you know, you've, very you've, much so. you've saved them all up, um, basically to to the final rounds. I mean, just just like looking at the big picture, looking at your draft board as a whole, I wouldn't say they're too out of place. Um, I think I think Trent and Cancelo are the clear top two for me. I've got some slight doubts over Robertson's game time this year because I just think Simicass is actually a really decent okay. backup and, and has done really well whenever I've seen him. And I can easily see him getting rotated in in a little bit more, whereas Trent still doesn't really have, um, you know, a Yeah, they've, viable... they've signed... Is it Ramsey they've signed? Yeah. But but not a real competitor to, no, he, to he's a proper game time. No, no. He's a, he's a Carabao Cup right back, really, isn't definitely, he, yeah. for now. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, Reese James, Van Dyke, Chilwell, Diaz, it's all the usual suspects uh, have gone. I think I think they're pretty pretty okay place. I mean the the general scoring was pretty low last year. You know, in years gone by, you'd often have quite a handful breaking the two hundred point mark. Mm. And and often we've seen Trent, Robbo, 
Van Dyke in that crowd as well. So, you know, the positional scarcity kind of goes out the window when you're like, well, this guy is actually getting 200 odd points over the season. Exactly, yeah. So we kind of have to, you know, have to acknowledge that. And I think James and Chilwell have got those seasons in them as well with their, with their attacking returns. I think Cancelo is... I mean, how many goals did Cancelo even score last season? I feel like he hit the bar and the post. I was going to say, I think is if you look at the XG, if you, you do that sort of thing, yeah, um, he's quite high from that. Yeah, a lot of yeah. work. Yeah, that sort of thing. So I feel like he's someone who should only get better. Um, I think he's a he's a far and away better player than than Walker. Um, I say Cucurella going into the mix could be interesting. Then it's, do they all just take a hit on their minutes? Um, because obviously Cancelo's been playing a bit at left back, a little bit at right back. Whenever he's at left back, Walker comes in at, at right back. So if they've got another out and out left back, you know, is is there are there then games where Cancelo doesn't play at yeah, all? For, for me, Cancelo Cancelo plays a bit with Walker on the right or yeah. um Cucurella or mm. if they keep Zinchenko, there are other options there. So yeah, I I felt City last season they started they weren't didn't have that depth which you would associate them from previous seasons. Yeah. And so, you know, Pep's Pep had his team and it was a bit more predictable than mm-hmm. you know, the first few seasons we've been playing FPL, you had no idea who was going to play. Mm. But I mean there's some depending on how the season goes, there's some really good value defender picks in in amongst the board. I mean Laporte in the sixth round. Um I also highlighted who is it I highlighted? Oh yeah, Thiago Silva in round thirteen. Yeah, I was about I thought to, it was a steal. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's a he's, he's decent there. Um, I think the worries with Thiago Silva again, and yeah. an age thing. Is it the last time? If, yeah. if Chelsea's um, switched to a two at the back system, that he won't be won't be quick enough to to cope with that. Or oh, sorry, a four at the back system, he won't be quick enough to be one of two central yeah. defenders. Um, but yeah, thirteen rounds, you want to be taking taking gambles in twelve plus. Um, yeah, I mean, and, but it's also it, it's like looking at the board as a whole because obviously. You can say Thiago Silva's great at 13, but when you compare it to, say, someone took Stones in the eighth round, which I mm. think is... is You could quite easily flip those two names around and yeah. it wouldn't look out yeah. of place. Oh, no, you know, for, for a guy who's who's definitely not first choice to start. No, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Not a, not a bad pick there. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the last couple of rounds... I mean, I think they are the rounds where you, you're starting to throw in some some interesting picks and some punts. Obviously, most guys left uh, at least one of their keepers to pick up um, near yeah, the end. I, I, uh, so, yeah, looking at those 14 and 15 rounds, the picks I like, sort of as you mentioned, are the keepers. Mm. I think getting Sanchez, Gita, Messiah, and, well, Raya in those th- last Yeah, rounds. Raya stands out. I think it's really that's probably too good to have waited uh, to the Yeah, I agree on that as well. Um, Heaton, obviously, is a backup. <laughs> um, McCarthy, I'm pretty sure, is going to be a backup this year. Yeah. Um, they've brought you a couple think of... You see them getting someone else in? They've already got someone in whose name I keep um, <laughs> I keep forgetting. But yeah, um, I'm, McCarthy's not really a... They don't, they don't like him, Southampton, do they? No, he's 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 a fine fine backup, but yeah, I don't think you can realistically leave him as your number one. Um, it look it looks like they have addressed that, but um, yeah. So but, I, I've sort of ch- I've changed my strategy on goalkeepers in the in the 
in these last few years. So mm. in this draft here, I picked up Pope and Saar in the seventh. No, it's that the eighth and ninth round. Yes. Um, and, you know, because I'm not sure in the 10 team league, you know, there's going to be 20 starting goalkeepers 20 on, on the and 20 on the team. And not going to be a lot of rotation throughout the season. So I prioritise them over defenders because mm-hmm. they're going to be on my team for, for 38 game weeks. Mm. So spending a bit of draft capital on a backup keeper, I thought Saar was available. I had him in a bit of a in a group with Ramsdale, Pope mm. uh, and De Gea. He was still there when it came back to me on the night. So yes, I, yeah. Yeah, I thought, why not? Yeah. And actually, you're, um, there was a bit of a run... <clears throat> in the fifth round, wasn't there when Alistair Edson, Larice Ramsdale, and Mendy went? But um, is, actually, is that a thing with you to keep around? Yeah, yeah. It tends to be someone will pull the trigger, and then yeah. everyone kind of feels, oh, well, I need to, you know, jump in now, otherwise they're all going to go. So then it tends to to start a bit of a run. There used to be someone who's stubborn and and like the guy that picked Perisic in the middle of it all who decides he's above the madness but uh yeah it (laughs) it does it usually goes in sort of a couple of runs and then once you know if people have ended up with with one of the sort of you know ninth tenth best they'll they'll tend to not be too bothered about getting their their backup afterwards so yeah I'd say your board looks pretty similar to how to how ours tends to go but I, I I think I would agree I've I've had Edison um at two or three times over the last few years and it, it's 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 a nice um you don't have any headache really most weeks trying to decide yeah. who's going to start and it's just well to excuse upon a safe pair of hands really isn't it <laughs> if you get one of those um decent decent goalkeepers and um you know one 160 170 points it's quite nice to just stick that in the bag um it depends who you're then aiming for. If you've got a few real wild cards up your sleeve to pick in the later rounds, you probably can afford to take yeah. um, a decent goalkeeper a round or two earlier than, than you might otherwise have done. Yeah. That's because obviously yeah, ha- having those safe pair of hands again, to use your pun is, is good, but I feel I've in our, not last season, but the previous two seasons, I drafted the top scoring goalkeepers, which was Pope and then Martinez in the 15th round both times. So, you know, they, there's going to be high scorers later. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bef- and it's just, just, you know, having a bit of luck to find them. Before I forget, there's one other good value pick who I noted down. And I noted this before I knew who your team was. All right. So okay. there's no no bias here. But okay, it's one, of, you, one of your guys, and that's that's Buendia in, uh, in round 11. Yeah, I, I think Villa, it's, I'm a Villa fan. And it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting how they, it seems like they can only fit three out of Buendia, Coutinho, Ings and Watkins in. Yes. Um, and I think they've looked best when Ings hasn't been on the pitch. And I had Ings last year, so that hurt, that I didn't like saying that. Then. <laughs> um, and I thought, yeah, good value, fifth pick, um, fifth midfielder. Um, I've, I I look for upside in, in, in all my picks there, mm. you know, if we sort of compare him to say Tielemans, you know what you're going to get from Tielemans. You might get a long goal or two, or a, or a ping pass for an assist, but you're not going to have a lot of points there. It's going to be steady. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've I've yeah picks like Buendia who can turn out to be good, and that's why I've got a bit of a risk with Martinelli and Rashford as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. That they're all available as well. So yeah. got to go I've, for upside. 
I've got a little bit of a history of hate with Buendia, particularly when he was <laughs> when he was last around in in his Norwich uh, guys. Um, I just never really never really saw it. And then when he signed for you guys, what was it? Sort of thirty. 30 mil? Yeah, that 35, 36 million. 35. Uh, I remember thinking, signing. yeah, I remember thinking, blimey, this guy is not worth <laughs> 35 mil. But uh, to be honest, I've big, you know, slowly become uh, converted watching him uh, sort of towards the back end of last season. I thought, you know, even though the results were just uh, didn't quite fit with the, the highlights you would catch on match of the day you'd suddenly look and realize oh Villa haven't won a game in five or something there was just these really weird yeah. patches but, it, but it was it was a frustrating time and you as you say it was a bit of a nothing and yes yeah, yeah but there's definitely you know there's definitely and with Coutinho I think there's more than enough building blocks but it's interesting I agree with you I think I think your first 11 as it stands has to be Watkins playing off Buendia and, and Coutinho um, yeah. but I'll be interested to hear I'll be honest I don't have many Villa fans in my circle there's none in our league so when I was trying to think how I thought you would line up generally next season I think you've got Martinez you've got Dean and Cash at wing backs do you think you're staying with a back four with Mings and new guy Carlos Diego Carlos yeah. yep I would say about that and yeah. then Douglas Louise he's an interesting player he's sort of Sort of signed as a holding midfielder, but yeah, I, I must part. admit, I didn't have him in my 11 when I was trying to come up with who I thought you would actually start with, to be fair. No, I so I'll say you'd have a midfield free of um new signing Kamara's, yeah, yes, this, this destroyer, yeah, and then McGinn, McGinn and Ramsey, yeah, yeah, that's exactly either yeah. side, and then yeah, I'd probably the one I'd like to see then Buendia and Coutinho in behind Watkins and hope he can. Watkins can improve his finishing a bit more because yes. his movement's great. He he works hard, all those ticks in the boxes, but yeah, not quite a f- the same finisher Ings is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at I don't know if you look at say West Ham starting eleven, you look at Leicester starting eleven. Um, I I don't see that starting eleven any worse than those guys, and uh, th- the difference in expectations there is a step off there. People are still expecting West Ham and Leicester to be pushing for those you know, European places. I, I don't see why you can't be in that bracket with them. Yeah, I, w- I want to agree with you, but <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything. So, yeah, yeah, we should be in the Champions League this year. Yes, yes. No, you can just quietly nod along and yeah. Yeah, there we but, go. That, that'll but do no, well. I think, I mean, I would say it certainly can't be any worse than last season. The okay. finish. I think you have to improve. And, and I don't see that any of those teams around you have, have really added enough to, to make that too difficult for you so um, you never you never know a villa you never know <laughs> um to be honest i think that's all my good picks yeah. and bad picks unless there were any other standouts that we haven't discussed but those those are the key for me i want to get your opinion again i'm going back to defenders now perisic mm. he mm. was drafted fifth round say in the middle of those those goalkeepers um What's your take? Where are you valuing him? He's sort of on the edge of those. So I wouldn't call him elite defenders. So after sort of Diaz, Cheers, and Van Dyke, but yeah, those second tier of defenders, he's in there. Um, yeah, I'm worried about his minutes. He's he was sort of subbed off a lot at the, with Conte for Inter. He's a couple of year older, more physical league. Um, that might I don't think I'm not as excited as a lot of other people were. Obviously, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, 
I would start by saying Conte wants to win now. And so I don't think it's too controversial to say Perisic is the first choice left wing back. I agree there, yeah. Now, what that means in reality, I think you alluded to there, which is I would be surprised if we see him play many 90 minutes. Um, if you just look at how our squad is composed in terms of the the backups, there's there's really four guys, four main guys for the three attacking spots. So you could maybe assume one of the one of your subs gets used to swap one of those out every game. Um, you probably maybe you swap one of your centre mids out for some extra legs. After that, I think Sessegnon coming on for Perisic towards you know sometime in the second half it's just a no-brainer i think it's just yeah. going to be an, an inevitable part and, and frustration it do, all comes down to what side of 60 minutes that's that, that's the point isn't it that that roll of the dice happens because if you're regularly getting 61 minutes out of perisic you take that all day long um you know if but if you're getting the odd 55 56 you're going to really start to yeah. restart to yeah, great so- on you so do you think Regulon, is he he leaving? Yeah, so it seems like he's leaving. Yeah, there were a few guys that got left out of the preseason tour. He was one of them. Um, Lucelso and and uh, and Dombele basically told to told to look, find another club. Look, look elsewhere. So yeah, yeah. He, I think he's he's third choice, and so he'll be out the door. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Go on. on that, so one one of it on we've. I found sort of in the last few days of drafting this early, obviously, there's so much unknowns. And in an ideal world, we would have done it a lot closer to to August. But what's quite good now is anytime there's a transfer rumour involving one of our players or someone's going to take it in, yeah, straight on the blue chat, all, all that yes. abuse. So, um, what was any brilliant? Sniff, mo- any sniff of Neymar? Yeah. <laughs> mo- mo- Monday morning, there was an ask, uh, there was a bit in the gossip column on BBC Sports saying, um, Bayern Munich want Kane. And then that's that's yeah. <laughs> this guy's mortgage his whole draft to get Kane, and he might not even be there. <laughs> and then you've got Zaha, who's his, he was his um, fourth round pick, rumored to Roma. It's yeah, so that that that's a real fun fun bit of what's what's coming up between now and the season. Yeah, no, but on just finishing off on the Perisic chat, I think you've got exactly the same scenario on the right hand side for us as well with Doherty and then Jed Spence coming mm. in. Um, Doherty was great, but then he got injured, so he was only around for about six games or something. Yeah, they, they were brilliant, a brilliant spell, wasn't it? He managed. Oh, yeah, he was averaging like ten points a week or something, wasn't he, for yeah. like a little spell, and then he got injured. So I think um, he will definitely, again, like Perisic, he will be the guy starting most games. But I think if you've got a guy, if it looks like Jed Spence is is capable of, you know, handling twenty, thirty minutes in the Premier League, I'm I'm pretty sure the same thing will will happen. Um, yeah, I've got I've got a bit of a I've got a bit of a thing with Doherty, probably similar to you had with Vardy. I I had him in that first year when Wolves came up, picked yeah, him up yeah. and, uh, drafted him the following year. Um, so yeah, he's 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 my boy. Yes, yeah. No, I mean, and he, he can finish, which is what yeah. it's what Conte wants. It's why he's brought in Perisic. He basically wants uh, a centre forward who you can convince to play at wing back, <laughs> which is what he's got in Perisic. And, and you know, Doherty has actually got pretty decent finishing ability. So, uh, yeah. Lots of goals in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's, let's it'll be, tra- it'll be very, yeah, no, it'll be very feast and famine. Don't get me wrong, but, um, it'll just be about catching it, catching everything at the right time. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, um, 
Oh, that's good. You you mentioned Mitch. You've you you've given a bit of a grade for each team. Are you really interested <laughs> uh, to to hear this? Because yeah, well, at the end of the season is is hold hold people to account. So true, true. Save someone else having to to put their neck on the line. So well, as I said, as I said, I give them I give everyone a pass. So I've given. Let me get pass. you. Let me give you board up again. So uh, Mason Mount team AU a Royal Ass. Nice nice team name. Um, I've given him a C minus. C minus for for Eman. So there he's you know he's he's still got his GCSE, but <laughs> you know, um, and then I, I guess the easiest way to do it. My favourite team uh, on paper, I think I've got down, is the second one. Okay, so starting with Salah, Foden, Richarlison, Jimenez. And Edison, I would add to the list, and, and yep, Laporte. Yep. That top six, um, I think, is a pretty nice uh, pretty nice base. There's a couple of um, couple of ropey picks late on, but he's got a pretty decent decent base yeah. there. The other... I think Salah was number one on my board, and mm-hmm. I think on, on a lot of people's board. Foden, he, I'm trying to remember now but he was yeah a lot higher than 19th i think he was on the best picks of that round yeah he was early early second rounder for me i think he's going to do very yeah. well so um, what what grade have you given um eric clapton beak eric clapton beak i gave him where's he gone an a minus a minus yes and that's the highest grade, so I'm being okay. very harsh. Okay. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot. There's a lot of B's in the middle. <laughs> Lots of B's. So just <laughs> Lots of B's. Yeah, pretty much everyone else is a B. But then there's I've given you and uh, the the guy next to you in tenth a B plus. I was hovering to give you guys uh, an A minus, but I just okay, wanted to I'll, I'll take the B plus. Yeah. Just wanted to to differentiate who my favourite was, and then my B minuses. I've given to the first team. Um, so I thought the mid- Jesus, mid- Madison, Antonio, and Trent. I'm ha- yeah, they're fine. I've just that midfield set, set of midfielders: Madison, Trossard, Eze, Benrahma, and Billing. That could go right, but that could also be diabolical. So yeah, um, yeah I've given him a B minus. Um, the G- Jesus who sharted, I've given a B minus as well. Um, again, I think the midfield's a bit flimsy. Saka, Harrison, Ramsey, Rodrigo, and Vissa. Agree there. I, as a first three picks, those are that's probably my favourite first three picks of, okay. of the. Yeah, of the yeah, it's, it's it's solid. In fact, I'd and but, add Van Dijk in there as a fourth, and Perisic as a fifth. Yeah. But after that, I think he's got he's had a pretty poor late round. Although he just gets a bit of an uptick at the end with picking up Raya. Uh, yeah, I like this, I like this as upside as well as a as a fifth midfielder. Um, but yeah, overall, I agree. His, his midfield core is is very weak. But yeah, yeah, and it all comes down to that Van Dijk and Perisic pick that yeah, he's not picking up midfield yeah. midfielders there. Yeah, your fourth so, team I've given a solid B. Solid um, B. Yeah, yeah. It, it it it's it's a safe it's a safe draft. Is what yeah, I call it. You know. Especially first three rounds, De Bruyne, Bowen, Mares were were best best player available there. Yeah, I think. Um, so. And then he sort of suddenly realised, ah, I'm struggling on forwards. Yeah, that to be honest, um, it's not going to hold up much on the pod. But if I show you to the camera, basically for his team, I've just put B flimsy strike force. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah uh, he'll be dipping into the waivers, I'm sure, at some point. Yeah, throughout when the season. when he picked up Awanihi, I was like, yeah, like him. He's a He's a good player, then I realised that was his first forward, and that's 
that could be a problem as a first forward. Great third forward. Mm. Um, we'll see if he can rely on him. Oh, if Firmino starts playing again, you know, that's not too bad. Yeah, not too bad at all. I mean, and in the eighth team you've got there, the Jota, Diaz, Kusevsky, Ronaldo, um, I've given that for now a B, but have put in brackets, would be an A if Ronaldo stays. So, which is basically along the lines of what we were discussing earlier, really. Yeah. I think he's had a solid draft. As I said, you're all clearly experienced drafters. Don't want to patronise anyone. Everyone's done a pretty pretty solid job there. Um, but yeah, Mason Mount in the first round, that is... Uh, it's, that's a, really, it's a shocker, isn't it? It's, it's really going to skew our amalgamated draft rankings on the site. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's going to be one little flick on the bar charts in round one for Mount. <laughs> 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 know who it was. <laughs> yeah, wear that, wear that with pride. Um, so I guess just to finish off, is there anything sort of interseason now? So your run-of-the-mill waivers, trading and stuff, is there anything that you are going to do differently this year have you got a sort of different plan of attack in mind or are you just are you sort of thinking well I've done pretty well the last five years if it ain't broke don't fix it and I'm going to carry on kind of as I have yeah as I say probably going to be keeping on with my sort of rotating defenders very very sort of aggressively it was I sort of came across that tactic probably in our third season when I came Mm -hmm. second I was I was very much, I think, well, I've got some good defenders here. I don't really want to want to move them about. And then it was that was the year COVID sort of gave the break in the season. Mm-hmm. And I was 100 or so, quite a long way off first. And I thought, why not just go putting all my eggs in, in certain baskets? So I dropped a load of players. I think picked up three Burnley players in a match. They played Norwich, got mm-hmm. three seats and assists, loads of bonus points. Um, and that strategy sort of seemed to work for me a bit more there. So from then on, I've, you know, players like I'll use like I had Eric Deer and trying to holding on to someone like Eric Deer is not, <laughs> you know, you think he's a starting defender on a, you know, top six team. No, if I'm in that position, I'm going wrong. So, no, you're mm-hmm. going to be quite aggressive, my defenders again. I think that works quite, that allows me to then target double game weeks and mm-hmm. blank games a bit better, having that flexibility. Yeah. In defenders, because, yeah, once you've got your, your set, your free forwards, you don't want to be changing those out. And I think similar with your midfielders, your your, four, your fifth one you can maybe change around a bit, mm. but mm. if they're all going great guns, you don't want to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, from my sort of seasons when I've done well, it's because I've been able to be flexible on double and blank game weeks. Sure, yeah. And the other thing that's come up in some of the other pods um, and kind of, I guess, uh, feeds into how you, how you did your draft, do you guys have any sort of a layer of rules on top of what the game provides that, that you've come up with yourselves in order to, to make things better? Yeah, so we've, I've we've tried to make it as sort of close to the to the app as possible so it requires less policing. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. The only extra rule we do have is, which we call the Sancho rule, mm-hmm. is that um, in the pre-game week one waivers, uh, you're not allowed to pick up anybody who wasn't available when we drafted. Mm-hmm. So any sort of big left of... so. Last year, the guy managed to pick up Sancho and have. He probably would have been the first round pick last year, so it is double first round pick. Yeah. Um, fortunately for us, he didn't go go perform as a first round pick, but just to stop that, so you got to at least tank in week one to get mm-hmm. something. And just get assigned it randomly. Yeah, we've got a very similar rule and and very similar name. Um, it's been going for a few years now. We call it the bail rule. 
Yeah. Um, because I think it was two or three years ago when Bale was rumoured to be coming back. It never ended up happening, but the name of the rule stuck. Um, but basically, we don't allow any, I guess, the same any players that weren't in the game at draft day. Yeah. We don't allow them to be wavered in until the transfer window is shut. So we okay. extend it sort of three weeks really because that's usually three or four game yeah. weeks yeah so yeah. so that um so a, bit, by the... a bit longer this time with the extra yeah starting week so, earlier, so yeah. then that sort of game week four um waivers hopefully there's actually a you know a reasonably decent list of players that have come in since draft day so so it's not just the, the guy at the bottom just slowly skimming just, off just, the bottom you know yeah. <laughs> skimming bottom, bottom feeders as we bottom, call them, yeah right? exactly <laughs> They, they um, exist. They do, and as I said in the pod the other day, um, we've there's a guy in our our league renowned for what we call a, a self sabo, um, just tanking his team to get these guys. But um, as I said the other day, he, he, he's so successful at it, he came last this year. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it is a legitimate strategy in this first first couple of game weeks. If for someone you you want, you know, uh, deliberately not not going for it, yeah. Yeah, and it happens at Christmas as well. It happens in January. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit harder then. You don't want to be exactly. Six. No, yeah, <laughs> you get into the crunch you time. Be for game week one, and then pick someone. So yeah, it yeah. was we had a we had a tank for Ronaldo last year. I'm sure. Well, it was not not with your rule, but um, there were two two teams who were sort of both close to the bottom, and they were both doing their best to, to get as few points as possible. Well, it was him, and also. Um, because uh, I was in, I was in a couple of other draft leagues that I wasn't taking it as seriously, where there were no rules, no real chat, and so the guy at the bottom ended up with Lukaku and Ronaldo in successive yeah. weeks at the beginning, which, in hindsight, did hardly set the world alight. But um, you know, it could, it could, it could have been lethal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, changed the game. Yeah, when you look at their team and they've got a front three of Kane, Ronaldo, and Lukaku, you sort of think, what's the point? In what, what's, what's the what's the what's the point? Yeah, yeah. but but yeah. All right. Um, no, yeah, we had a Kane, Kane and Ronaldo on the same team last year, and we thought again that's the guy whose draft looks always really good in September, but never as good in October. Fine. Well, we've been going for nearly an hour now. Um, okay. Is there anything that we haven't said or covered? Anything that you wanted to bring up? I think those are most of the yeah. Those those keep keep us there. Thanks for your. Your feedback on on the teams <laughs> yeah. as well. You're going to feedback the feedback. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So your 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 name will, will now be on the on the, on the block for when it's, uh, you gave me a C minus. Yeah. Giggle, sort of... <laughs> how, how happy would it be, Plus? I'll take that. Yeah. No. You you always you'll see, I say your team was up there for me. But I think they're all solid. But um, anyway, thank you very much for taking an hour out of your very busy day to. Uh, to talk about the most important thing in the world. It, unfortunately, like last last week was only about draft for me. Yeah. Laminating, getting my prep ready. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is or, almost like a bit of a debrief, a bit of closure for you. It, it is, yeah. I thought, well, you know, I've got, got to share this and just relieve it all off my yeah. chest. But yeah. It, all, it was getting a bit tight because we didn't even know if the players would be released um, beforehand. So we were almost coming up with rules, what we'd do. <laughs> yeah. Because it was easy enough to do the fact that we were doing an offline draft, we didn't need the app uploaded, but positions, and there was a yes. huge arguments what position Jota was going to be in as well, mm. um, and what position to list him as, and how we got around that. So I was very relieved when it was it last Tuesday that the 
Got some clarity. Released, yeah. And, sort of, and there wasn't those arguments that, uh, to try, try and mix in with everything else which was going on. Yes, yeah. Um, so obviously, as we were talking about before we hit record, the FPL Draft Hub is dead. Long live Draft FC in the new venture. I don't know if you've checked the site out properly yet, but you might have found that it is now behind a paywall. I've uh, not looked on it properly yet, Mitch. I've sort of fine. No, no, yes, that's fine. It's probably, it's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> so as a thank you for taking the time out to do this podcast, what we're going to do is give you uh, the whole year free to, oh. to to be on the site and have access that's to everything. Um, so you can kind of be a, an advocate and lead the vanguard for yeah, we'll it. Yeah, give, give, it, give, it, give it a bit of a go. Because yeah. so I've, I've used the site in the past a lot more just as an end of season analysis. I'm the stats nerd in our yeah. um, <laughs> in, in our team, and I've I do like a 15 page slide slide deck of like how's everyone's seasons gone, yes. cumulative scores over the five seasons, who scored the most points for them, what positions, game month by month, all that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the site I find really useful for um, for putting all, getting all scraping all that data and yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, all the stuff you used to will be there. It'll look a lot more polished, plus a few extra things as I said I'm I'm just the guy that you know chats rubbish every week into That's a microphone good. Taryn my uh, counterpart and, and Kieran who's designed it all have been working really hard over the last few months so yeah so so don't sign up just yet I'll, I'll send you a message um, at some point cool. in the next couple of days um, how you can get on there for free um, That's very kind of you thank you but yeah we're just looking forward to the start of the season now yeah and hopefully it's yeah, all my, all my picks as well. United don't sign another striker. Fernandez plays false nine. Rashford's back in there. <laughs> yeah. And I feel awful supporting Manchester United for a bit as well. Absolutely. So, um, well, I've, I think this is sort of teed itself up perfectly for uh, some some for us to reconvene at the end of the season. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how how everyone and uh, yes, scoff at my. Uh, my predictions and grades when the guy that got the C C minus stormed your league. No, I don't feel as much. <laughs> yeah, Mason Mount with a twenty-five goal season. <laughs> I think I'd be more devastated than if I lost the whole league as well. If, if that happened. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks again, and uh, yeah, speak soon. Yeah, very much. Cheers, cheers, very much. So there's the third guest pod in the bag and wrapped. Um, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did having it. Uh, massive thank you again to Jack for taking the time um, to to have a chat with me. So uh, the next podcast after this, um, I'll be getting into uh, my positional draft rankings and some discussion about the picks there. If you want the full uh, unedited list of all my draft rankings, then you need to head over to draftfc.co.uk and sign up and you'll be able to access all of those by position and also my full comprehensive list depending on your league size. Um, and if you're not sure what on earth is going on with the name change or what Draft FC is and does, then uh, check out the recent episode I did with the rest of the Draft FC gang where we have a full in-depth look at everything we've been working on, plans for the future and what you can expect from the service. So I'm sure there's not long to go now before your respective draft days. Many of you may have already had them already. So best of luck for your ongoing preparation. And as always, stay shook.